Welcome to another production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Today your host is Dr. Jan Bedell. She is an educator, author, curriculum designer, and a specialist in neural development. Dr. Jan has spent 20 years encouraging, educating, and inspiring families through her company, Little Giant Steps. So, whether you have a typical, gifted, or struggling learner, these weekly Brain Coach tips will help you discover foundational keys to make learning and life easier through the neurodevelopmental approach. And now, welcome your host for today. Hello everyone, it's Jan Bedell, the Little Giant Steps Brain Coach. Welcome back to this week's Brain Coach Tip. You know, thousands of families have incorporated the neurodevelopmental approach for life through the Little Giant Steps products and programs. They have seen amazing results and shared their experience with family and friends. I've been privileged to see frustrated parents become encouraged and children that didn't think they were very smart realize a new confidence. I've also seen families that applied these strategies with their typically developing children to attain functional abilities with surprising ease. This particular observation includes my own grandchildren. I have seen neurodevelopment help my own child with special needs and on the opposite end of the spectrum, my gifted grandchildren. My goal today is to equip you with resources and the reassurance that it can be easier for your child too, and God can use you to make the difference. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. You just never know when you might be the link God wants to use so another family can get the help they're praying for. This week, you'll hear about the best way to teach reading from a neurodevelopmentalist perspective. I encourage you to get the handout at Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Brain Coach Tip number 28 so you will see some of the examples that I'm talking about during this time. So what is the best way to teach reading? There has been an almost militant battle of how to best teach reading and that has been waged for over 150 years or more with proponents from both sides being adamant that their recommendations are the right ones. As the reading curriculum pendulum has swung back and forth from phonics to sight, back to phonics, the controversy roars on, with little attention given to anything except technique or approach, auditory for phonics, holding pieces together, or visual, learning by sight. This narrow view that reading has to be either or, without considering all the physiological prerequisites has resulted in many millions of individuals being diagnosed with dyslexia and other reading and language delays. Many a struggle could have been avoided with a broader view of this subject. Each week I've attempted to help you to think differently about the variety of subjects that we've approached together. This week will not be different as we discuss the best way to teach reading. I talked to a lady recently that knew she knew how to teach reading because she easily taught her older children to read. She had remarried and had more children, and this one child just couldn't get it, and she was very perplexed. 
Every academic evolution has brought different strategies or techniques to the question of reading. Most recently, the introduction of learning styles has caused even more reading techniques to abound. Phonics is the most popular in this season of history. It's an auditory approach to reading. One must hold each sound in auditory short-term memory long enough to get the words sounded out. If the child's auditory short-term memory, or their processing, is low, phonics doesn't work well, and the parents typically find themselves moving from one phonics program to the next. I truly believe that that is why there are so many phonics programs out there. This movement from one phonics program to the next is often the case in the homeschool community because phonics is viewed as the best way to teach reading. Don't get me wrong, I love phonics, and it is a terrific way to teach reading if the child has good auditory processing. If not, there is frustration, tears, and feelings of low self-esteem. What's a homeschool mom to do? I want to let you in on a little secret. Phonics programs are very much the same, and if the child was going to be successful reading with a phonics approach, they would have been successful with the one you already have. Save your money. You don't need another phonics program. You need the prerequisites in the brain to be able to apply the phonics. Now, my daughter, she knew all sounds of every phonogram, all 70 of them. She knew every sound of O-U-G-H, but she couldn't hold those pieces together in her short-term memory to get the word out. It was a very laborious and time-consuming and frustrating experience. When I found out it was because her low processing, everything turned around. So I want to encourage you. First, you want to get the free test kit at littlegiantsteps.com. Down in the lower left-hand corner, you'll see the link to that, or it will also be in the handout. You want to test your whole family. If you want more information about auditory processing, I did a podcast on this. It's number four. It's called The Best Kept Secret in Education, Auditory Processing. That's because not many people know about it, but it affects almost everything. And now that it's gotten really bad in our society, now people are starting to pay attention to it. So get that test kit at littlegiantsteps.com and find out where your child is processing. Your child typically needs a five, preferably a six-digit span for phonics approach to work well. In the founding years of our country, Abigail Adams taught each of her children to read at the age of five in one afternoon. Auditory processing was much higher back then and allowed people to hold more pieces together in their head. For example, the common farmer could understand and hold the pieces together of those long, seemingly convoluted sentences of the Federalist Papers containing many inferences. Our auditory processing as a society has gone down so much that some of our brightest minds studying law say that the, that course, the Federalist Papers, was the hardest course that they ever took. This is due in part because of that auditory short-term memory. Reading is more than sounding out letters to make words. It requires the ability to hold the pieces together to get meaning from what is read. 
Auditory processing is key to that process as well. In podcast number four, you'll also learn the key skills you're looking for in your own children, like the ability to follow directions and stay on task. The handout that you'll receive will give you access to this free test kit at littlegiantsteps.com so you can improve your child's auditory processing and be the leader God has called them to be. You might be wondering, what about a visual learner? They might pick up sight words easily and struggle with phonics because of their visual bent and lack of auditory. That is, as long as the brain is storing the information in the correct part of the brain. If the location where your child is storing information is an issue, there's a great deal of confusion as this bright child will know the word one day and not the next. You can't hardly figure out where it went. Would it surprise you if I told you we are all sight readers? Once we know a word, we never sound it out again. Hopefully you'll get that handout at braincoachtips.com for this podcast number 28 to see some research that was done by a university. In the paragraph, the letters in the words are mixed up, but as long as the first and last letters were in the correct place, people could read each and every word. I challenge you to get that handout and read that paragraph phonetically. You'll be amazed. So, am I saying sight is the best way? Not necessarily, but I am saying our brain converts the information into a sight word once we've figured it out. Think about it this way. If you had to sound out every word as you read, it would be very slow and inefficient. We read by sight and sound out unfamiliar words, so it is great to be able to do both phonics and sight. What is the plight of the tactile learner in trying to read? Reading would be very laborious and a real challenge and very time-consuming and counterproductive when you have to create each word that you need to learn to read out of pipe cleaners or something like that, or stroke the words made of sandpaper letters or other tactile means. It's very inefficient. So let's get to the functions that unlock the brain's capacity for reading. What is the best way to teach reading? I don't know if you realize this, but reading is the highest neurological activity we require of our children. All systems in the brain have to be go to make this happen. In the scriptures, it talks in Ecclesiastes 3.1, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. I believe this is true of the development of the brain that leads to easy reading. An individual has to have an organized brain. How is the brain organized? Well, it's organized when they're crawling on their belly and creeping on their hands and knees. These are two activities that organize at the foundational level of the brain and help the brain be available for higher level language. It's when the eyes develop, all kinds of things happen at this stage. Now there was some research that was done in the 50s of primitive cultures where it was too dangerous but to put the children down before they could just run. And in those cultures, Their language, their written language, was very primitive. Their eyes often weren't developed well, 
and they didn't have what it took to have this written language. So there is a direct correlation to this organization of the brain at this lowest level and the ability to read. Next, the brain has to receive the correct information. In the case of reading, this is visual. The eye tracking and their convergence, the ways the eyes move together and you can get close and the eyes are coming in together and they go back out, as well as the central detail vision, what you see right in the center. All that has to give the correct information. If these are not working well, often the symptoms are skipping words, especially small words that you think that would be easy to read, but they just skip over it. It's like they didn't even see it. They could skip part of words or take parts of words and put them on the ends of other words. They could lose their place often on the page. Those are all symptoms of those eyes not giving the right information. Some children even talk about letters or words swimming on the page. So the brain has to be organized, then it has to receive information, then it has to process it. We talked about that. There's both visual and auditory processing. And that test kit that you get at littlegiantsteps.com, that will help you to know where your child is and what to do to raise that ability. Then you've got to look at the storage of information. Where is that information being stored so it can bring it back out? We believe this has everything to do with dominance. One way you can gain information about dominance, and that means which hand you're using, which is genetic, and then which eye and ear you're using for storage. You can get that information from the Neurodevelopmental DVD on the Little Giant Steps website. This is a two-hour seminar that can teach you how to test for many of these areas from receiving and organizing to processing to storage and what you can do about it. If phonics is not working well for you, search the reading on the Little Giant Steps store or just click on that link from the handout and you'll see a number of options of things that you can use to build the child's confidence that they really can read while you're working on their processing and then you can add the phonics back in and you will be amazed at how they take off. If you're ready to take some action and really have a track to run on to know exactly what to do to help your child in this area, you want to consider the Developmental Foundations. Developmental Foundations is a four-month program, four to six months, and you can do it for the whole family. It's a great thing to do this summer to get all those little brains at your house organized and ready to make learning easier in the fall. Your next year would be amazingly different. And if you have a struggling reader, it's going to equip you to ensure your child's brain is working optimally for making reading easy. Each one of the activities that you're going to do is taught on a website, so you know exactly what you're going to do, how long it's going to take, and you see someone doing it with their child, so you know that you're doing it correctly. This saves so much time and going to tutors that usually just teach coping and compensating techniques and gets right to the heart of these four things that I've talked about that make all the difference in their ability to read. The link in the handout will take you to where the benefits are, but I just want you to realize some of these benefits. From the gross motor activities, 
you're going to get more appropriate behavior, more organized thought, brain organization. It's going to work on the vestibular system, which is your balance. It's going to help your sensory system and also that eye tracking that I was talking about. From the auditory activities that are included in developmental foundations, you're going to receive benefits like improved attention span, improved maturity level, reading comprehension coming up, their auditory short-term memory for following directions and staying on task will improve as well. From the visual processing activities, you will help that visual short-term memory and visual discrimination, which is so important for telling the difference in those words that are so close to the same. The tactile activities will help with their pencil grasp, their sense of light touch awareness, and just help with that brain-body connection. It also includes fine motor activities to strengthen the index finger and thumb for the cortical opposition that's needed for that good pencil grip. It helps with their handwriting and improves the extensor muscles that are required to write in cursive especially. You'll also receive in the developmental foundations a way to track their reading comprehension, but also techniques to use to help their reading right away. For those that are needing their math facts to be faster or need to know them from scratch, it also includes one operation of the rapid recall. We have received wonderful testimonies about how this program, Developmental Foundations, has changed things for struggling readers, like the third grader that hated school and her attitude was totally turned around in four months. And after a year of neurodevelopmental brain training, there wasn't any issue at school. We had a mom of a 17-year-old that said, my son wants to go to college and he scored an 14 on his ACT and they won't let him go. He just did this program, the Developmental Foundations, for three and a half months because that's all the time he had before he had to take the test again. And the second time he scored a 20 on that. There's no way any tutor could even help him with that. It's just the information was in there. Now his brain was able to bring it back out. And recently there was a mom that came to me at the book fair she interrupted my lunch. She said, I know this is the only break you're probably going to have, but I just have to tell you that you changed my child's life. Those are the kind of reports I really like to have, and I don't mind that interrupting my lunch. So you'll find her testimony. She actually videotaped it for us. You'll find that in the link on the handout as well. So what is my conclusion about what's the best way to teach reading? It's not necessarily a particular phonics program or teaching by sight. It's having an efficiently functioning brain that can receive the information correctly, hold it in short-term memory, made possible by good auditory processing, and then stores that letter formation as a word that we know by sight that's put into our long-term memory. It's easier if it's put in the correct hemisphere so that that access can be easy as well. When you're not storing things in the right place and you get under stress, you often do not have the information that you know you have. So it's frustrating for everybody. The child is frustrated and you don't understand while they're not outputting what you know that's in there. 
When the brain is organized, it can make all the difference. So I hope that you will investigate that aspect of reading because it's going to affect all learning and make all learning easier. That's all the time we have today, so stay tuned to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network where you'll receive more Brain Coach tips to make life and learning easier. Next week, I'll share how to create a positive learning environment. There are many factors that could be causing a negative environment in your home. Some of these reasons may surprise you. They don't all involve a sin nature. Until next week, it's the Brain Coach signing off and reminding you that neurodevelopment is a dynamic approach to life at any age. So think differently. The solution is not in the problem. Thank you for your time and attention. We hope and pray you'll return next week for another session with Dr. Jan Bedell, the Brain Coach. The ND Approach for Life is a proven program to increase learning performance naturally. Little Giant Steps is there for you. If you have questions for the Brain Coach to incorporate the skills and techniques taught in our podcast, please email cj at littlegiantsteps.com. That's C as in cat, J as in joy, at littlegiantsteps, all one word, dot com. So until next time, may the good Lord bless and keep you. Thank you.